Well, welcome to the latest to the ASA podcast. This is me, Dr. Chris Keel. And today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Fed speak. Um, we've been hearing an awful lot about what we think the Fed's going to do. And it's kind of the focus of the financial community, and it's the focus of the economy, and talk about inverted yield curves and the potential for high interest rates and how are we going to deal with inflation and on and on and on. There's a lot of speculation that surrounds what the Fed does on any given month, and this is not uncommon. It happens all the time because the Fed controls monetary policy. And of the two things that affect the economy, it's monetary policy and fiscal policy. Fiscal is the side that the Congress deals with, taxing and spending and all that stuff. But monetary is what affects the interest rates, and that affects what banks do, and it affects what businesses do. The Fed is not alone in having this kind of discussion because you're seeing the same conversations with the European Central Bank and the Bank of England and the Bank of Japan and you name it. They're all struggling with the same thing. What it comes down to is simple. It's like, hey, we have a huge inflation issue. We are dealing with 11.5% of the latest PPI numbers. We're looking at CPI numbers and PCE numbers that are at least in the 8%, 7% range, and that's really high, much higher than the Fed or any other central bank wants to see them. So the discussion is around what is the Fed going to do about it. And what the Fed keeps trying to point out is that they don't really have control over what is driving inflation at the moment. What we're seeing is predominantly commodity-driven inflation. You know, the ASA member has certainly seen this. Everything from oil prices to anything connected to oil prices to you name the commodity, the prices have gone up. And when the Fed looks at that, they're like, well, that's not really in our purview. This isn't really a money supply situation. It's a supply and demand situation in which the commodity output has not been sufficient to deal with the demand. And the demand was exceptionally high last year, and this is still driving some of that increase. But most of it has simply been the crisis in the Ukraine and the fact that one of the world's largest oil producers is basically off the market for a while, maybe for an extended period of time. So the Fed continues to call this transitory, and it's something that is misinterpreted by many because we think transitory means temporary. But in Fed speak, it's not. What it means is that it is connected to something volatile like commodity prices. So the prices go up and down. We've seen it for years. Commodity prices don't stay stable. It always looks like some kind of runaway EKG. You know, it shoots to the highs and then it falls to the lows and it's driven by the kind of guesswork between the producers and the consumers of these things. So at the end of the day, the Fed is saying, look, we don't want to jam interest rates up so high that it ends up sending the economy back into a recession. Because when you do have terrifically serious inflation, like we had back in the 1980s, that's one of the things that you can do, is that you can push the economy into a recessionary period that certainly controls inflation, but it does it at quite a cost. 
the latest comments that are coming from the Fed are kind of warning shots. Um, if you listen to Lael Bernard a week or so ago, she's on track to be the next vice chair for the Fed. She was basically saying, we see a lot of downside potential. We understand that this war in Ukraine, the increase of pricing because of that and the impact that it's had on commodities is certainly going to make inflation worse. We're waiting to see what kind of impact we get from wage hikes. Wage hikes have been somewhere around 5.6%. But then she immediately came back and said, it's not necessarily going to be our response to hike interest rates hard. So we're still looking at probably 23 to 3% by the end of the year. That could change if there's really a sense of, of urgency, if there's a feeling that we have to slam the brakes on because inflation is just spiraling out of control. Remember that when they do something like raise rates, it's kind of a blunt instrument because all they're trying to do at that stage is dry up money and get people to the point that they can't afford the prices that they're seeing at the pump or at the grocery store or anywhere else. I mean, that's all that restricting money supply does, is it just literally makes it harder to pay for these higher prices. The logic is, is that if the people that are being asked to pay this can't, well, the producers are going to have to lower their prices whether they want to or not, because they don't have any takers. It's a very, very harsh way to control the economy, and like I said, it throws it into recession. So, from the the standpoint of the Fed, just remember that they have two mandates, and these often work in diametrical opposite ways. Mandate number one, which everyone is looking at them to do now, is control inflation. But mandate number two is to maintain full employment and growth. So if you do too much to do number one, you end up affecting number two badly. If you spend too much energy on number two, you end up affecting number one. So the Fed has to find a balance in there somewhere. And at the moment, they still seem to be leaning more towards let's maintain employment, let's maintain growth. We still have a lot of damage to recover from from 2020 even into 2021. So, at the end of the day, people who are Fed watchers are saying, look, they're unlikely to be really radical, even though people are pushing them to be that way, even though you still have some hawks within the Fed system that are pushing hard. The likelihood of, of some of these extreme predictions, I mean, I've seen economists talk about rates being at 6%, 7%, 8%. That seems very unlikely, and it just doesn't feel like that's where the Fed is headed at this stage. So I don't know how reassuring this is to anybody, but I think we're looking for slightly higher rates, but nothing overly dramatic uh, unless something radical changes. And if there is some some kind of solution to what's going on in Ukraine, this could reverse in a hurry because then that oil and gas crisis begins to fade. So that's all for this week, and we'll talk again in a week from now, and Lord knows what we'll be discussing then.